Good morning, and thank you, Father Kaz. And as you can see, what great joy it is for us to have Father Richard back, a man who risked his life, put his life in Nigeria, in the trusting of God through his church. And I'm so excited to have him back here for a few months with us that you'll be able to hear more. And we look forward, Father Richard, to hearing the beautiful accounts of how he has brought so many to God, to Jesus. So thank you, Lord, for bringing Father Richard back safely. Um, and it's a joy. And we celebrate that because we are all united through the church. And this is what our Lord is actually talking about here. It may be a little easier to miss. Now, the Bible doesn't say anyone who is simply good, just a good person, will go to heaven. No, it says we need Jesus, all right? We're in the Gospel of John right now. Later in the Gospel of John 14, 6, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father except through me. We hear that. We know that passage. Now here in John 10, we hear Jesus say he is the gate. Now, what is very interesting is he's saying anybody who doesn't enter this way enters by their own way, climbing up or going around are thieves and robbers. The gate which Christ gave us to enter is his body, himself, the church. Now, does the church teach that there is no salvation outside the church? Well, before we answer that, let's look at this. We know there is no salvation outside of Jesus. And Jesus' body is the church. So yes, we need the church. If not, why did Christ establish it? In Matthew 16, 18, to the apostles, these were the first leaders of the church, Jesus said, he who hears you, hears me. And he who rejects you, rejects me. This is Luke 10, 16. That's pretty powerful. This is pretty powerful. So Jesus is telling us the importance of what he's given to the church. Now, the church has the authority of God. We all know Christ had ultimate authority on earth, but when you have that authority, you have the power to delegate that authority. To reject the church is to reject Christ because it was Christ who gave his authority to the church. And in Luke, we just read, he who hears me and, um, I'm sorry, he who hears you hears me and he who rejects you rejects me. He's talking to the first priests. Very important. St. Cyprian said, quote, no one can have God as father who has not the church for his mother. If no one escaped the deluge outside the Ark of Noah, no one outside the church will escape life's deluge. Now, St. Cyprian came long before there was any other church except the Catholic Church. Scripture tells us if he refuses to listen, now this is Matthew 18, 17. If he refuses to listen even to the church, let him be to you as a Gentile or tax collector. 
Truly, I say to you, whoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. In other words, heaven has to follow the priest. If the priest says you are forgiven, heaven has to follow it. Jesus says so. That's why the churches throughout the scriptures, people don't even realize this. I get letters all the time. We don't need a church. All we need is the scriptures. Well, the scriptures tell us we need a church. Ephesians 1, chapter 1, verse 22. And he has put all things under his feet and has made him the head over all things for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. You know, I've always heard the term that the church is the body of Christ. And, and I get letters saying, that's you Catholics saying that. No, Ephesians 1.22 says that. It says right there that he made him the head over all things for the church, which is his body. Now, the church is Christ in the world. Yes, it is almighty God who willed this in Ephesians 3.10. Let's look at Ephesians 3.10. It says that though the church... Know that the church is the manifold wisdom of God may not may now be made known. This is amazing that through the church, the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known. Ephesians 3.10. Now, what church? A lot of people will say, well, that's not the Catholic church. Well, remember, there was only the Catholic church for 1,500 years. So as you always hear me say, I don't think Christ is going to start a church, which he did in Matthew, uh, the Gospel of Matthew. But then to say, I'm going to get it wrong for 1,500 years until Martin Luther gets it right. No, that doesn't make sense. So the Bible gives us the answer. You know, in addition, the Bible tells us we need faith and to do the will of God. Absolutely. We need these. These are absolutely necessary for salvation. But do you know Jesus offered three verses, actually more, regarding the church? John 3, 5. Unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. This is baptism. Brother John just read in the first reading about Peter baptizing saying this is the way to salvation. So yes, we have salvation mentioned in scriptures as needed. Luke 13, 3, unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. So confession is in the Bible. So is it John 20, 23, Matthew 16, 19, Matthew 18, 18. Jesus talking to the priests whose sins you forgive are forgiven, whose sins you retain are retained. Confession is in the Bible. John 6, unless you eat my body and drink my blood, you have no life in you. This is the Eucharist saying we need it for life. So Jesus associated salvation with baptism, confession, and the Eucharist. Right there, it's in Scripture. The sacraments of the church. 
So the sacraments are not just symbols, as we've said before. They do something. They're the actual grace to get us to heaven. And the sacraments of the church, grace is guaranteed as long as we are properly disposed and prepared. And since the sacraments are the means through which Christ offers grace to us for salvation, and the Catholic Church that Christ established in Matthew 16, 18 is the minister of those sacraments, it is appropriate to state that salvation comes through the Catholic Church. Now, in Lumen Gentium, the church actually addresses this. Quickly, let me read Lumen Gentium 14, paragraph 14. This sacred council wishes to turn its attention, firstly, to the Catholic faithful. Basing itself upon sacred scripture and tradition, it teaches that the church is necessary for salvation. Christ, present to us in his body, which is the church, which we just read in scripture from Ephesians, is the one mediator in the unique way of salvation. He himself affirmed the necessity of faith and baptism, and thereby affirmed also the necessity of the church. For through baptism, as through a door, men enter the church. This is the gate Jesus is talking about. Unless you enter through this one gate, not around it, not above it, not below it, this gate, unless you enter this gate, you are a thief. And this gate is Christ himself and Christ's body is the church. And so knowing that the church, whosoever, this is the hard one, Whosoever, therefore, knowing that the Catholic Church was made necessary by Christ, would refuse to enter it or remain in it, cannot be saved. The Church of Christ subsists in the Catholic Church. Now, the key here, please listen to this part, is knowing that the Catholic Church is the true Church of Christ. Does this mean... The church does not teach, unless you are baptized, registered member of the Catholic Church, you cannot be saved. The church does not teach that. Okay, this is important. The key is knowing that the Catholic Church is the true church. Many don't know. You know, it's called invincible ignorance. Augustine talks about this. If one truly does not know the Catholic Church is the true church of Christ, they can't be judged and condemned because they have not attended mass. For instance, in Saudi Arabia, it is illegal. It is illegal. And so they will be judged how? On the natural law. Do they follow the grace God put on their heart? All right, what about Protestants, non-Catholic Christians? Yes, they are united to the Catholic Church, albeit imperfectly, but through scripture. They will be judged on how they followed Christ's word or God's word in scripture. So yes, it is possible, but it is through Christ. And albeit imperfectly, they are united to the Catholic Church. It is still through the Catholic Church. But we Catholics, we will be judged on the fact that to whom much is given, much is expected, right? This is important because we know as baptized Catholics the trueness of the faith. So let us not 
turn away from it. Let's not go around that gate. Let's not go uh, above that gate or below it or around it. Let's go through it. Yes, there is no salvation outside the Catholic Church. This is true. The church has always taught that, but not necessarily the four walls of the parish, right? This causes some to misunderstand the church teaching, claiming, oh, well, if that's the case, Father, then it makes no difference what I am. No, it does make a difference. It does make a difference, all right? So some will say, well, it doesn't matter what I am as long as I have belief. No, it does make a difference. Others go to the other extreme and say, unless you're a registered member at your closest church in which you're in, your, in the jurisdiction, you will be damned. No, that's not true either. Both of those extremes are condemned. We all know people in both categories. And so why then is there no salvation outside the church? Because Christ's body is the church. We must go through Jesus. You know, I finish because I was at a conference yesterday in North Carolina, and it's beautiful, ignited by truth. And somebody came up to me and said that they were uh, non-Catholic for years, and through the live streams of the Marian Fathers, they entered the church this last Easter vigil. And so he was talking, he says, you know what really struck me, Father, was something you said long ago and he says, I think you need to reiterate it. He says, I haven't heard you say it since. You said it a couple years ago. And I said, what was that? He says, your analogy that, yes, it is possible that if you're not a registered Catholic, you can be saved or can, you can still be saved. But it's much easier through the grace of the Catholic Church. So I still didn't know what he was referring to. And then he brought up my analogy that I said a couple years ago, that, yes, if you were going to New York to L.A., you could technically walk. <laughs> it's not the recommended way. But that's like non-Christians. They have no vehicle with which to get to L.A. from New York. But they can technically do it if they follow the natural law. They have invincible ignorance. They live in a nation like Saudi Arabia where it's illegal to be Christian. And they don't know Christ, but yet through the natural law, they can come to Christ. Because there's only one way through Christ. But they can come to him. Yes, it's like walking New York to L.A. It can technically be done, but not the easiest of ways. Then he said, Father, you also mentioned you could be a non-Catholic Christian, like a Protestant. He said, you said that's like driving from New York to L.A. You could technically do it. It's going to be a lot of work. You can risk things like flat tires, getting lost, um, running out of gas, traffic jams. Yeah, you can technically do it, but all you have is an old map. And that map is good. It's scripture. But that's all you got. Beautiful, amazing, important, needed. But there's still yet a better way. The better way is to get on a supersonic jet and take you right there from New York to L.A. That's the Catholic faith. That's the sacraments. That is the gift that God gives us through the saints, through the magisterium, through the gift of grace of the sacraments. Truly the quickest, easiest, and surest way 
to get to heaven is the guaranteed grace of the sacraments. And that's what we have in our Catholic Church. And so, yes, we have had mistakes. Well, Father, what about the scandal? How could the Catholic Church? Yes, but even Jesus, amongst his first priest, had Judas. Doesn't excuse it. But we don't leave Jesus because of Judas. All right, the church is both human and divine, like Christ. In her divine nature, she is perfect. She will never mislead you. But in her human nature, she will have some failings. And so let us not leave the church because of that. Let us stay with her, as Father Richard did when he was confronted with 12 terrorists that wanted to hurt him and his parishioners. Instead of Father Richard fleeing, which he could have done, instead of him abandoning his church because the terrorists always say, if you deny your faith, they'll let you live. If you claim you are Christian, you will die. Father Richard not only did not run from his faith and did not abandon the church, his love for them converted them. And those 12 terrorists that came to harm Father Richard and his parishioners now entered into the Catholic Church. They are now Christians. They are now Catholic. So the greatest of all this is the love by which we show. All of this other stuff, the doctrines and the teachings, that's great. But we got to have that love, that love to be Christ-like. And thank God we have people like Father Richard who showed that love to even terrorists because love will conquer all. And it conquered 12 hearts as these men entered into the Catholic Church on Easter. God bless them and God bless you, Father Richard. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.